Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to our podcast. Now, today's episode, we are carrying on this theme where we have tons of questions coming in from different apprentices around the country uh, and journeymen and and obviously masters as well. But um, they ask about different topics, and there seems to be this this strong desire to understand dwellings even more. And I don't know if, I mean, I have a lot of people that say that commercial is is more difficult than residential, except if you're a commercial electrician and you never dealt with it, anything that has to do with the dwelling, there's so many little things that you can get caught up in as far as an inspection or failing or, or doing wrong, whereas... In a commercial environment, it's usually on the drawings and you're putting in the raceways and you're just simply pulling the conductors in the raceway and you're making terminations. I mean, obviously, there's things that you can do wrong and, and people don't follow their plans and, and things like that. But in a residential application, um, I usually will tell people, you know, there is more room for error in a residential application than it would be in an engineer drawing set for construction of a commercial or industrial application. Uh, you just simply follow what they tell you to do. Whereas in a residential, you do have to think a little bit. Now, if you're a residential guy and you do this every day, you're probably thinking, oh, that's not true. This is old hat. But there's a good chance it means that you never really did any commercial. Now, not to say that it's not a tough job to bend conduit and do all that. And it is. And it gets heavy. And it's monotonous. And, and I understand it. Uh, but generally, you follow what's on the drawings and you install it. And once you get used to how to read the drawings and how to lay it out and how you location, how to do your stub ups, and uh, then you get into a flow. Uh, and there's a lot of pride involved in that. But now you take somebody that's in commercial or industrial and then you put them in a house, they literally would not know where to start. So I like to say that whether you're a residential, commercial, or industrial, uh, you're all created equal. You just have a specialty in your area of study. And so I'm getting a lot of people that are asking me about residential applications and to explain some of the aspects of it. So today's came from Brett. And Brett asked me that if I would talk a little bit about laundry areas and some of the, the, the aspects of that. And so I figured today we just our podcast would be dealing with uh, mainly dealing with the areas of laundry areas and the circuits that are associated with that, and uh, we kind of covered that in today's topic. Okay, all right, all right. Start off first. Let's just kind of start with the clothes dryer because the clothes dryer is in the laundry area, and you're going to run a circuit for this usually 30 amp circuit, 10 gauge. You're going to run this back uh, to your panel, um, and under 250.138, under the 2017 code you're going to make sure that you also have an insulated grounded neutral conductor and an equipment grounded conductor. So what we're saying here is you can't run a two-wire with ground. You're going to have to run a three-wire with a ground. It'll be a black, a red, a white, and an equipment grounded conductor, which could be bare or covered uh, or insulated uh, when it comes to the equipment ground. But most often than not, you're going to use a non-metallic sheath cable. 
Uh, it's going to have an insulated grounded neutral conductor. Uh, and so the code requires that in 250.138. So you're typically going to run your 10.3 over to wherever your dryer location is going to be. And then typically at that point right next to it, you're going to have your washer application. And of course, with your washer uh, application, and we'll talk about the, the nuances of that here uh, in a second, because again, it expands on the understanding of that. So we're going to kind of leave the washer and the receptacle requirements here for just a second while we talk about this. Now, what about the lighting outlet? A lighting outlet in this actual laundry area, a lighting outlet is required for spaces containing equipment that require servicing. And that was in 210.7083. So a lighting, uh, a lighted area immediately adjacent to the laundry area, such as the hallways, actually may provide light. It depends on if this is a little area that just kind of has bifold doors on it and the units are stuck in this little cove area. Uh, then you really don't have to have the light there because there might be a hall light that is near or at that can provide that illumination that's necessary. Okay, so that might serve that purpose. Okay, and, and that would generally probably fall under the requirements of saying that that is like a utility room, if you will. Okay, all right, so that light would, would be able to serve that. All right. Uh, most common application of this is where you have the normal hallway and you have this little cubby that has the dryer and washer in that and you just open it up, the doors up, and it's the laundry area. It's where they would put the plumbing for the washer. It's where the dryer would be. Then that is considered a laundry area. Uh, and then of course, and, and that's the case there, we'd also classify that under a utility. And at this point, the lighting in the hall that's already there may be sufficient, okay? And if it provides sufficient lighting for it, then you're then you're okay, okay? Now, the laundry receptacle, let's, let's, let's get on into these. The laundry receptacle must be fed from a 20-amp branch circuit. Now, we know this because 210.11c2, which is what gives us the guidance for the bathroom circuits, uh, our small appliance branch circuits, and of course our laundry circuits. Okay, that's where we get the guidance on that that says it has to be fed from a 20 ampere branch circuit. All right, so that's what we're gonna to bring to the washer. Okay, so we're gonna have that. And again, we're talking one and two family here in this episode, okay? We're not talking multifamily if there's laundry facilities on site. Today's episode, we're dealing with one and two family. That is gonna be for multifamily, will be in another time, okay? Because we don't want to, I'm trying to keep these podcasts at 30 minutes or less, so we want to make sure we cover the topics. That way we'll have more of them on specific things rather than have one podcast that covers everything. All right. Now, it says at least one receptacle outlet shall be installed in areas designated for the installation of laundry equipment. That's governed under 210.52F. Okay. So I have to have at least one receptacle outlet for that to serve that role. Now, that receptacle might be the one that the washer's plugging into, okay? That is at least the one. Now, here's the interesting thing. It requires that laundry circuit and it in, in the 210.11c2. It requires that receptacle in 210.52f. Again, we're talking one and two family right now. Don't go beyond that. I know there's guys out there in some of those forums that are saying, well, you're not talking about everything. Look. I've told you, we're dealing with one and two family buildings right now, mainly one family, single home, single family dwellings. 
Get over it. Okay, so when we're talking about this, that receptacle is there under 21052F, and the circuit is there under 21011C2. Now, since that laundry room outlet must be fed by a 20 ampere uh, brand circuit, again, 21011C2, uh, in dwelling units, at least one receptacle outlet shall be installed in areas that are designated for installation of laundry equipment. That was our 210.52F. Now, here's the thing. Multiple receptacles are permitted on the laundry circuit as long as all the outlets are designated for laundry equipment. Okay, so could I go in and actually have an additional receptacle? So let's say I hit the first, I hit the laundry for the washing machine. I hit the washing machine. Uh, and then I jump over and hit another receptacle. And then I jump over and hit another receptacle. That's perfectly fine if they're in the laundry, which is a utility room. And as long as they stay within that room and they're associated for the laundry aspects because that is in that room, that's what it's for, then that is not a problem. I just can't leave that room. Okay? So I'm not permitted for that to, to jump out and serve any other outlet other than those that are served laundry room or the utility room if you will so the so in that laundry room the requirements of 210.11c2 says that it has to serve those outlets in that room and not permitted to serve any other okay now also all 125 volt single phase 15 to 20 ampere receptacles installed in laundry areas shall have ground fault circuit interrupt protection for personnel that is covered now under 210.8A10. Okay, so we really have to keep that in mind. That in that aspect of it, they're going to be GFCI protected. Um, the washing machine is going to be on GFCI protection, uh, and it's perfectly fine. Now, remember, the dryer doesn't have to because the dryer is not a 125 volt single phase, 15 or 20 amp here. It's 240 volt and it's a well in this case since they're doing the NEMA rating of of the the receptacle itself 125 so that's actually going to be a 250 rated uh, receptacle um, but re regardless of that uh, it's certainly not a 15 or 20 amp that's a 30 amp so it wouldn't require the GFCI protection okay so keeping that in mind okay and I guess no good conversation <laughs> would would go un done unless we talked arc fault circuit interrupter uh, and so in this application you also are going to have to require arc fault circuit interrupter protection as well because 210.12 states that in dwelling units it says all 120 volt single phase 15 and 20 ampere branch circuit supplying outlets or devices installed in dwelling unit kitchens family rooms blah 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 but you'll notice it does say laundry areas so they also are going to have AFCI protection as well as the GFCI protection. Uh, that can be achieved now with the AFCI and GFCI devices, uh, circuit breakers. Uh, you can certainly can have an AFCI breaker supplying a GFCI receptacle, uh, and both of them work together. It's no problem with that. Uh, also under 210.12a, you have a multitude of ways to meet that rule. There's actually six of them. Uh, two of them are pretty questionable, but you still have six options based on what's here uh, in order to achieve that AF AFCI protection as well. Okay. So um, a couple things to remember that the laundry area or room 
is not subject to the general provisions for receptacle placements that we're going to see under 210.52a. Okay, They are not. So you put them where you want in there. You have to at least have that one. If you have additional ones in there, they're permitted. Okay, Only one is required. Only one receptacle outlet is required uh, for the installation of the laundry equipment. That's under 210.52f. But you certainly can have more in there. I get that question a lot from people. They say, well, I'm going to take one to the washer, uh, and then I'll take a separate one to additional receptacle in that room. And I'm like, you can do that if you want, but you don't have to. Okay, You can feed other ones in there if they're for the laundry purpose. You just can't feed any receptacle uh, or any outlet period that is on the outside of that location. In other words, you can't leave that room. Okay, So just some things to think about. Uh, when you're doing your your installation, okay. Let's see. The next thing uh, we want to talk about uh, is we'll, we'll kind of dabble a little bit more. We'll talk about clothes dryers a little bit, um, and let's just talk about the outlet itself. So, what about the outlet that I install for that appliance? Whether it's a clothes dryer or it's a washing machine, two ten point fifty c says I have to install it within six feet of the intended location of the appliance. So I have wherever that appliance is intended to be installed, if it's a dryer, then it probably has a vent that they put in that's going to vent the exhaust out of the dryer. So I need to have a receptacle, that receptacle for that dryer. If I install one, remember that there's nothing that requires you to put in a dryer circuit. If you do put it in, you have to account for it. Most notably, when you do your calculations in Article 220, you take into effect uh, whether you're doing the standard method or optional method, whether you're taking the nameplate or uh, 5000 uh, uh, VA uh, or uh, whatever you do, um, however you do that, then you have to install this receptacle within six feet of this intended location. Okay, so but in a calculation, I don't necessarily have to have a dryer. But if I know there's going to be one, then I have to account for it when I'm doing my load calculations, okay? Um, so just that's something that I like people to remember, that the washing machine or the laundry circuit is required, but the dryer is not in the requirement of a laundry circuit. A dryer is optional, okay? Uh, but you do have to have the laundry circuit, and it says clearly in 210.11 that it has to be at least 20 amperes, okay? All right, so we've got that application uh, but if you do put, for example, you install the clothes dryer, uh, again, it needs to be, or the washer machine, that receptacle needs to be within six feet of the intended location of the plant. So just remember that. It kind of makes common sense when you're doing it. Uh, so, you know, just keep that in mind. All right, now let's talk about the laundry receptacle outlets a, a little bit more. So we're feeding that, we're bringing that circuit to this receptacle for this washing machine. Now the laundry receptacle outlets must be fed from a 20 ampere brand circuit. And that's told us in the code by 210.11c2. So we already get guidance for the circuit that we have to have there. Okay, We understand that part of it. And we understood that at 210.52f said that we had to have the receptacle outlet Okay, in this location for it. Okay, so we've got that. We're pretty good on that. Now, as far as that receptacle, the duplex receptacle installed on that individual 20 amp brand circuit that we're required to install uh, under 210.11c2 that we take to this laundry room for this laundry circuit um, 
can have either a 15 or 20 ampere rating on that receptacle. Okay, and that's all based on 210.21b2 and table 210.21b2. Okay, so it's very common. Now, this also is something that happens in kitchens where you have a 20 amp branch circuit and you can use a 15 or 20, whereas on a 15 amp circuit, you have to use a 15. Okay, so we do get some allowances. Uh, and so this is one of the aspects here where it says, look, this is a 20 amp branch circuit. It's an individual 20 amp branch circuit. I can use either a 15 or 20 amp rated duplex receptacle. And again, we're afforded, we are afforded that opportunity by 210.21b2 and associated table 210.21b2. Okay. Now, when it comes to the height requirements for laundry receptacle outlets, uh, it's really not specified except that they shall not be located more than five and a half feet above the floor under 210.52, okay? So other than that, you know, they're not specified for the laundry receptacle outlets, uh, really the height requirements laid out, except they are and uh, shall not be located really more than five and a half feet above the floor. And the reason we get there is because you go back and look at 210.52, and you'll look that it'll say item number four will say that, now let me read it. It says this section provides requirements for 125 volt, 15 or 20 ampere receptacle outlets. The receptacle requirements by this section shall be in addition to any receptacle that is located more than five and a half feet above the floor. Okay, so again, you can have additional receptacles, okay, but I just want you to realize that the typically... Um, we are not going to go higher than five and a half feet above the floor for these locations. Uh, not that I think the code is any real specific on a height requirement for a laundry receptacle as it is. Most of the time, we're going to follow the provisions of 210.52.4, which means, you know, look, um, any additional one here uh, that's required, and of course it is required by 210.52.F, so any receptacle that's located higher than five and a half feet is really not meeting the provisions uh, of this section. So that's how we get there. So it really not, it doesn't say in 210.52 specifically the height requirements, but we do get there by looking at the requirements in 210.52 because this is a required receptacle, okay? And so it is the required receptacle um, that's a height thing. It's not the spacing thing. This is the height requirement because the spacing doesn't apply, obviously, to the laundry room like you would normally in 210.52a where you space them around the room. That's not what we're talking about. So in this case right here, that's how we get to make sure that it's not higher than five and a half feet because this is the required receptacle for the laundry circuit that's required by the code in 210.52f. So by saying that, it does fall under the provisions of this section in 210.52. So um, you have to have it below five and a half feet. Now, if I want to have an additional one and I want to put that up at six feet or seven feet, go for it. Knock yourself out. But the one that's required to meet at least one here that we're talking about in 210.52F, that's going to have to be within uh, no higher than five and a half feet. Okay. Well, you know what? That's it. I don't know that anything else that I want to give you for that. I'm not going to get into multifamily applications in this episode. That's the laundry requirements. Okay. Uh, just remember, if we did, if we had to do a real quick recap, um, dryer circuit. A dryer is not required, but if you run it, 
that's fine. It's going to have to have an insulated grounded neutral conductor and an equipment grounded conductor. That's a four conductor cable assembly. Um, or if you run race, if you're running a raceway, it's four ind- independent conductors. Um, the space, if there's a light in the hallway adjacent, let's say, to a little bump out, and you've got the washer and dryer in there, then that light may serve that area. So it's near the equipment that's requiring servicing, and dryer and washing machine frequently does require servicing. So that might serve that goal. If it's a much bigger room, then you're going to have to have lighting in there anyway, because that is still a laundry area, but it also qualifies as utility space or utility area. Uh, and then, of course, you'd have to have your illumination in there in accordance with that. Um, what else? Um, again, we're going to have to have a 20-amp branch circuit. That's 210.11C2. I can't have other receptacles in there that are on that branch circuit. Uh, I just can't have any outlets outside of that laundry area on that branch circuit. Okay, keeping keeping that in mind. Uh, the other thing that I remind you that the lighting outlets, okay, that are lighting or any outlets that's not designated for for laundry are not permitted on the laundry brand circuit. So this is where I see a lot of people make a mistake. They bring the circuit in there and they want to go on and pick up the lighting in there as well. And you can't do that. That's not part of the laundry. That's lighting. Okay, so that 20 amp circuit that's required in 210.11C2 is purely for the outlets, okay? Not a lighting outlets, okay? That is the other outlets that you're not allowed to serve under 210.11C2, okay? So don't think you can go pick up the lighting in there as well in that application because you cannot. And usually that light is just one light and that's going to be picked up by another circuit, maybe in the adjacent hall or something like that. So don't think you can you can do that. Uh, also remember that all receptacles that are located in the laundry room that are 125 volt single phase 15 20 ampere are going to require ground fault circuit interrupt protection. It used to be if it was in six feet of a sink that's in there, that has been removed. All of them require GFCI protection. I also remind you that now they are also going to require AFCI protection as well. The dryer would not, obviously, because that's 30 amperes and that falls outside of scope of 210.12, at least right now, anyway. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Um, doing calculations in 220, remember that dryers aren't required, uh, unlike the branch circuit that's required for the laundry, which is taken into account when we do calculations in, in uh, Article 220. Uh, but if you do have a dryer, then you do have to account for it under Article 220 for calculations, and it's going to be nameplate or 5000 VA or KW, both are interchangeably used during that calculation process. Um, which, you know, and so at the end of the day, depending on whether you're doing an optional method or a standard method, uh, depends on what you're going to use. Um, so um, those are kind of the wrap ups of everything that's required in there. Uh, and so I guess we don't really. Um, any additional information there for when you're dealing with the laundry areas. Uh, like I always say, if you have questions and you want to ask those questions, feel free to email us at info, I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com or info at electricalcodeacademy.com. And I'm more than happy to answer your electrical questions, uh, possibly create a podcast if there's a podcast you want me to do or a video you want us to do. Again, we create all our own graphics here uh, and uh, we do all of our podcasts and uh, uh, 
the whole effort here is to teach you the National Electrical Code. So if you have any questions, please reach out to us. If you want a more intensive course, then think about signing up for our Ultimate Guide to the NEC, where I take you through a 90-day trial into digging into the, the National Electrical Code, not only to help you pass exams, but also to better understand the NEC. So that's a great program. Uh, we have a lot of graphics, a lot of videos, a lot of podcasts. Everything is inter- interactive with it. Uh, and it's almost like you get your own console where you have... Uh, you log in and do your coursework. It's like you're you're in college, if you will. It tracks everything you do, and I interact with you through that program. So that's a neat program. Uh, it is not cheap because it does require a lot of my time, and I dedicate 24 hours to this program over the 90 days. That's once a week. We have a two-hour session where we do a recap, go over things. I explain things. We talk code, uh, and I prepare you for the next week's assignments. Um, and that's what we do in that program. So uh, if you're interested in that, visit our website. You can find the links under courses. It'll be the ultimate guide to the NEC. Uh, obviously, we have grounding and bonding courses and all that, too. All of my courses are pretty intensive, uh, and uh, they're not your everyday courses. So I encourage you to, to watch them. You're not going to pay $1,200 for a course, and all you get is a book to read. Okay, I'm committing my time to help you learn. Uh, you'll get the course material. Okay, but you're going to get one-on-one sessions. You're going to get, when I say one-on-one, I mean it's a group session where you bring your questions to the group and uh, and I answer those and we discuss code in a forum uh, and it's just a unique environment. And I thank Cengage for helping me provide that environment. So anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Till next time, stay safe and God bless and I hope you got something out of today's podcast. Every day the future's looking bright Every day is another beginning